I'm gonna try to, man. Like, this is hard, man. Cause, uh, I don't know. Um, I actually real, I actually when I was at work, I realized that um, I had a friend that told me that her her lunches got stolen at work a lot. Which I realized that's like the most brazen thief Oops, in life. Kind of- what kind of lunch was she taking? Away? I don't know, but it's just. But I'm just thinking about the mind of the thief. Like you went in with no meal, and you just went to work with like no food, and you just went into the fridge and just grabbed whatever you had. Like some someone prepared lunch and you just ate that shit. It happened more than once. It happened more than once. Do you think it was the same person that was stealing it? I don't know. Like that's the thing. It's like that's a brazen form of just theft. Just, you know what's funny about that is that. It could be multiple people. It could be multiple people. It could be like a ring of being like, yo, so you know so-and-so is bringing their lunch in today. Who's up next? Yeah. I, I told her to like, I told her she should just, um, she should do other things to, you should, like, she should just bring her lunch and just eat out and just like do something to that lunch. Not something like super damaging. I like, if you have Dr. Pepper, just put like soy sauce in it or something. Interesting. Or just super, or just over salt your food. Yeah. Do something like no one will see. Like, it's not going to hurt anyone, but. Just make just see, it really gross. It's a lesson, and no, and no, and don't go, and don't go beyond that too. People will just know that that happened. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I, that's what I thought. That's the kind of office politics that I like. That's what I would do. I'm just saying that's how I play that. I like that. Coming to you live from Ed's living room. You're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. So you had a good week. That's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. On a scale of one to ten, what would you give it? Um, I guess an eight. That's a good week. Yeah, that's I mean, actually a great week. I would say nothing. Nothing. Um, out of the ordinary happened. It's just like I didn't die. That's. And I mean, that's important. Yeah, it's very important. I feel like if you didn't die, that gives you at least to a seven, right? At least a seven. Yeah. So I didn't die, and you know, um, I got paid. See, all right, you're already ahead of the game. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm like, as I was saying, it's eight. I'm not even mad at you. It's pay, payday, didn't die, eight. Eight. That's a, that's a good standard. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what have you been doing with your free time? Oh, I just beat Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Two. I just beat it. Boogaloo, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that is the... Um, the tagline. This People was like a this it. was like a, a phenomenon. This game when it came out, there was Spider Man came out, yeah, and it was a phenomenon for like a month, yeah, and then Red Dead came out, and that's a phenomenon. When I when and I now it's like Apex Legends, but these two games, Spider Man and Red Dead, really recaptured what it was like to do like the story based mission games. Yeah, like. When I bought Red Dead, I didn't have either one, and I was like, I didn't know which one to buy. Mm-hmm. But I was, but I've been waiting for Red Dead for like I don't know eight years. Yeah, this is a long time in the making. Yes, the first when the first one came out, and let's see, like two thousand and what I want to say, two thousand eleven maybe. Sure, two thousand eleven. We'll go for that. Yeah, so I've been waiting for a while for the sequel. So like I didn't, so I didn't know which one to buy. But I was like, I'll just, I'm just gonna get Red Dead. And by the time I get Super Spider Man, it'd be probably cheaper anyway. Oh so. no, wait, are we talking about Red Dead Revolver? No, Red Dead Redemption. But Red Dead Revolver was that was like the very first one, the very first game. Yeah, you, take a guess when that came out. 
I can't remember. I played I played that game too, but I can't it came remember. Came out in two thousand and four. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, that can't. Yeah, that game it wasn't like Red Dead Redemption though, because I think Rockstar grabbed it and just blew it up. Yeah, way way bigger than Red Dead Revolver ever was. The so, first Red Dead Redemption came out in uh, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. That was a year off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so you finished it. Finished it. Completed it. All hundred percent. No. Just a campaign. Just a campaign. What'd you think? I was in my feelings for a few days. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Really? Yeah, it was just like it was it was sad, man. What was so sad about it? I mean, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. No, spoil it. I, you want me to spoil it? Yeah. Spoil it. I can't No, we'll spoil listen, if you haven't played Red Dead Red Dead Redemption. But or if you haven't, it? or if you haven't finished it yet, because we talked about adults though. That's the thing. I haven't beat it until this week because I'm gonna hold. I'm listen to what I'm saying. Listen to right, what I'm saying. All right, all right. If you haven't finished it yet, or if you haven't played it yet, don't listen to this part. Just skip like you know ahead like 15, 20 minutes, and then you won't listen to the spoilers. But if you have finished it, or if you have no intention on finishing it and want to know what's going on, spoiler alert. Here we go. All right. Okay, so see that's how you do it. That's how you. That's how you spoiler. All free. right, I, I just got educated. Yeah. Okay, so um, basically, you have like, I think the best part about the game is you have to play it like you have to play it on a good moral because you have that moral choice to like you play like a good guy or a bad guy. Right. And you get the best part of the game as playing it, try to be good, because you're already an outlaw, so you're gonna do fucked up shit throughout the game anyway. Mm-hmm. So just try to play it the best way you can. Because the thing, the whole story about the game is that your character is a good, is kind of a good guy who does bad shit. Okay. Like, so he's kind of like. He's a Han Solo. Yeah. I guess kind of like that. Got you. So he's a good guy who does bad shit. And then, I mean, he's doing bad shit that the, the entire game. And like, you, you're, you're, you're involved with him and the gang that, he's, that he rolls with. And then um, at some point in the game, all the, all the bad shit he's doing. He ends up getting like TB, tuberculosis. Yeah, tuberculosis. Ace ninety nine, which is like a death sentence. Like, there's no, you're gonna die. Yeah. So like at that point, he starts to like reflect on his life and what he's done, and he just wants to be a good person, but like he's just done all this bad shit. So like he's thinking about his life and his life ending. So he just wants to try and do, trying to make things right as much as he can before he dies. So like he wants to make his life like worth something. Mm-hmm. So, and one of the acts, one of the fun acts he wants to do is to save this family that he runs with, who's actually the character on the first Red Dead Redemption, because this is a prequel. This is a prequel to the okay. Red Dead Redemption. Now you don't know that going in. Or well, do you? I mean, you do. You know it now. Like you do know. You do know it because when you go in, you meet the guy. It's like, oh, that guy from the first game. Like you know it. When okay. You play it. All right. So like you know that, and so his last like act. Is to try and like save his family, to, the like, other guy's he, family, the other guy's family, the, the guy from the first game, to try and make it so like I have to do something worthy of my life before I die. Mm. That's pretty re- remarkable. Yeah, man, that's like some deep storytelling. It really is. It really is. I just get mad when people talk about like games that they're stupid video games. Yeah, because like this story that I played is like on par with any other movie that I've seen, uh, like great movie that I've seen or books that I've read. Like the storytelling is just on par with all of it. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do. Would you put this storytelling, this script writing up there with the finest episode of Game of Thrones? I actually would. I really would. You hear that? I really would. Listen to that. 
would you put it up there with something as strongly regarded as the Godfather two? I would. Okay. I would. All right. You heard that. Cause it's just like, it's very new. It's, it's very nuanced because he's not like, he's not, he's a good person, but he doesn't do good things. But like it's, he's a very layered character. And I think that like the depth of this, of this character is something that people who, who will see people play video games wouldn't just be like, oh, it's just a video game. This is game of the year for you? Um, actually, no, it's not. What is God of War? But that came out like two years ago. God of the new God of War came out the same. Came out. They came out the same year. I feel like God of War has been out forever. Well, the God of War, the franchise has been out forever. No, I know the, that, but like God of what is it four or five? It's like the fifth one. Fifth one. Yeah. I feel like that came out. It came out last 2017. year. Twenty seventeen. It came out twenty eighteen. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. That because that story too. Because like, well, you haven't played Spider Man yet, have you? I haven't. All right, so I think that might be game of the year for you. Maybe. I got f- through 50% of that game before I, you know, <laughs> we know what happened. But being able to be Peter Parker and, spoiler alert, Miles Morales in the game is like, it's so awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. And then, have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? I haven't seen it yet. But I'm going to okay. see it this week. So, I really no. Am. See the movie, then play the game. Okay. Okay. And then you'll like get a greater appreciation for cool. the relationship between Miles and Peter. I'll do that. All right, cool. I'll do that. I, probably, I might watch it today now because I got Spider-Man today. I think you should. Yeah, I'll watch it today. Okay, so this is going to be the episode where we talk about a lot of the same shit we've been talking about, but that's only because things are starting to capsize. They keep rehashing themselves. Yeah, the the monsters keep rearing their ugly head. I yeah, mean, like it's like whack a mole. So we got <laughs> like we're we're just beating them back down. He popping back up, just beating back down again. Yeah, I mean we could go. I mean Jesse Smollett's going to go to jail. R. Kelly's going to go to jail. Paul Manafort's kind of going to jail, but not really. Mm. I mean, like, look, you guys all know this shit, wow. but you're tuned in to hear our take on things. You're not tuned in to hear breaking news. Yeah. So here's our takes on things. Takes on stuff. Dateline. R. Kelly's ex-attorney says Singer took anti-libido shots to suppress urges. Wait, what? R. Kelly's former lawyer isn't biting his tongue. This is news to me, by the way. I know. I kind of. I kind of wanted, yeah, no. wanted you to. I wanted to get your, your I, raw reaction. <laughs> okay. More than a decade after he helped Kelly beat child pornography charges, veteran attorney Ed Genson told the Chicago Sun Times that the singer was guilty, actually guilty of those crimes. Damn. Quote: Guilty as hell. Damn. To be more precise. The 77-year-old spoke candidly about his ex-client's behavior, but said he doesn't believe Kelly, quote, hasn't done anything inappropriate for years, end quote. Why is he so sure? Because he convicted, he convinced Kelly to take medication to suppress his sexual urges. God, what? He says, quote, I can say whatever I want, but we've got to do it fast. It would be nice to get it down so somebody knows besides me. Genson told the outlet, I'll tell you a secret. I had him go to a doctor to get shots, libido killing shots. That's why he didn't get arrested for anything else. Despite his assertion that Kelly was guilty, 
Genson said that he wasn't conflicted about keeping the disgraced singer out of prison. Quote, I didn't facilitate him. He had already done what he had done, explained Genson, who was battling terminal bile duct cancer. So he don't have shit to lose. He's, he's dying. Quote, I did. He's like, fac- he's, he's like Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. He's trying to make it better. He's trying, he's, he's trying to make light. Somebody, tra- somebody coughed in He's his trying mouth. to make it right. He's trying to make it right. Quote, I did facilitate him in the sense I kept him out of trouble for 10 years. I was vetting his records. I listened to them, which ones would make a judge mad. Uh, Genson pointed to 20, 2003 Kelly song Ignition as one of the most problematic works. He said that the original version hinted at Kelly's attraction to underage girls. Quote, it was originally about a high school instructor in a class teaching people how to drive a car. Oh, my God. I changed the words, he oh said. Oh, my God. Though Genson said Kelly was good at churning out hit songs, he said the singer is, quote, a not very bright person. Genson also theorized that Kelly became overly confident and negligent after winning his 2008 child pornography case. Uh, this keeps going, but do you want to do you want to just give some thoughts right now? Nigga. Okay, that's a good thought. <laughs> <laughs> Quote: What he doesn't understand is this: If you win a case with somebody, they think they're bulletproof. Genson said, "You're almost better off sort of losing." He thinks he can do whatever the hell he wants. You can't double jeopardy him. Yeah. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> he has done everything he can to hurt himself. Uh, Kelly is now facing 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual sexual abuse involving four women, three of whom are underage at the time of the alleged incidents. The 52-year-old artist denied the abuse allegations during a recent televised interview with CBS's Gail Kim. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my fucking life. Y'all killing me with this shit. He shouted during the tense sit-down. I gave y'all 30 years of my career. Robert. 30 years of my career, and y'all trying to kill me? Robert. You're killing me, man? Robert. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. Y'all don't want to believe the truth. You just don't want to believe it. Robert. Shortly after the interview aired, Kelly found himself back behind bars for failure to pay over $161,000 in child support. He is also reportedly under investigation of the alleged alleged sexual assault of a 13-year-old girl in 2001. So there you go. R. Kelly's lawyer says he's guilty as hell. The boy's redeeming himself, too. Like He's just like, look, I ain't got that much time left, so let me just spill my, let me, let me just spill all of my tea on those countertops and the floor. Dude. Got in your carpet. What the hell? I thought we were going to talk about how how Gail King gave zero fucks in the interview. Gail King, she produced inadvertently, probably one of the greatest moments in television history with that interview. She was she was she's queen of the unbothered. She was very composed. She was very professional. It would have been very easy for her to engage in that kind of fuckery or even walk out yeah and and just you know to let it just happen like that she just was she, to let him to let him show his ass in that way unbothered completely unbothered very good interview but she came under one of the best i mean let's not 
everybody you know gets lost in the oh you get a car and you get a car but oprah is one of the best interviewers no she is of all time she is for being real she is but i i just didn't i didn't i didn't know they can handle like that yeah i was like i was i was surprised by that did you watch the full interview or did you just see the clips online i've I've looked for the full interview i haven't caught caught it yet i just seen like snippets i've just seen the snippets yeah and that's really all i need to see I mean, I, no, I want to watch the full interview. I want to watch the whole thing because, I mean, if that's just what we see, I'm sure that there's more that we haven't seen yet. So uh, when when it's available, I'm sure, I think it's available. I just haven't been around to watch it yet. I haven't either. But I do want to watch it. Um, what do you think about all this publicity he's getting? Um, I was surprised that after the Toure interview that he's even doing interviews anymore. Like, I would think that at, after that point, when they ask you, do you like teenage girls? You couldn't get that question right. <laughs> that they'd be like, okay, no more interviews this guy. Like, he can't be in front of a microphone answering questions with anyone on a one-on-one basis anymore, ever. Yeah. But so, I didn't even see any clips before I heard about the interview. So, like, when I heard that the interview was happening, I was like, oh, this is going to be a shit show. Did you see the clip that I posted on Snapchat? That was hilarious. You saw it? I did. Not the one I posted on Instagram. Oh wait, that oh oh no. Okay, I, I got mixed up. I it's like wondering. a it's like a six second clip. The Instagram one was hilarious. That's the one I was laughing at. Oh, the Instagram one is that's like that's well 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 done. That's unreal. Well done. But just watch this one. I need help. What kind of help? I need. Wait, I've seen that before. Help me beat my meat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's so fun- because. I think that he probably made that request at one point or another. Yeah, probably. He probably did. Like, so that's why it's funny to me. But I, I don't know what he thought he was going to accomplish by just ranting and raving. Because I feel like that's the same thing that people do. Like that, like a five year old does when you tell them that they did when you accuse them of doing something, and they're like, "I didn't oh, do it." That's anybody that's caught up in their shit. That's anybody that's caught up in. But if like, you you're, caught, if you catch somebody in the lie and they just start getting all like animated and start gyrating and shit like that like you know that they are overacting to try to prove their innocence yeah like you were he was in there like what you gonna juice me into it what oh i can't believe this i can't believe this there was a thread on reddit of a guy that confronted his wife about him finding a plan b pill in their garbage can and Something along the lines, I, I don't know why it was so suspicious. I think it was probably because they either like either he had a vasectomy or like they had talked about her being on birth control or something like that. But it, it was it raised a red flag and he confronted her about it. And she started wilding. It was like, I can't believe that my husband doesn't trust me. And he left and she kicked her out. She kicked him out. And like they hadn't speak, spoken to each other in like two weeks. And everybody in the comments was like, yeah, dude, like she's cheating on you. Like there's no reason for you to react that way to a seemingly if it's truly innocent you know i don't even want to call it an allegation but just bringing it up so asking about like r kelly like yo do you fuck little girls yeah and him, like being wilding out bro it's like this like this has been this has been the accusation for like 15 years at least mm-hmm. we've been talking about this so i don't know why you're acting like brand new like <clears throat> no one's ever asked you these questions before I mean, he just kind of implicated himself in a lot of different ways. I just surprised that he actually did interviews again. I didn't think that, it, like, that just, I, and I also like 
tells me how deep the delusion goes because there's no way you can think that this is a good idea. And I'm sure that there are people around me that's like, um, we probably should not talk to any re- any reporters in any kind of like one-on-one setting with you because you're not that bright. And this is from this document from your way, way past um, mm-hmm. that you're not that bright in these situations. So he said way, way past, like way, way, way past <laughs> from his way, way past. AKA <laughs> a- like 10 years ago. Right. It's way, way past. <laughs> so how does that, how is that so on beat? I mean, he's a musician. I guess so, man. Uh, but yeah, man, like he's, he should not be doing interviews. I mean, no, I guess he should not be doing interviews. So, that's why I was just so taken aback that he actually sat in front. I think, and I think that he didn't think that Gil King was ready for that. Like, I don't think that he, I think he thought he was probably like, because he didn't, there are other people he could have called that he probably just like, I'm going to just call Gil King. And I could probably just like, I don't know, get what I wanted to get happen. Yeah, and, walk all over. Yeah, but he was like, nah. But he, he I guess he didn't know he was walking into. She, she was like, nah, I'm not with these shits, fam. You're not with these shits. I'm asking, like, she's asking the tough questions. Yeah. Like, you ain't going to just, like, dance around this shit with me. So, are you feeling a little bit more confident that he's actually going to do some time for this now? Uh, no. You still know? I got I to see it, dog. I got, like, I, I won't. Because I'll, they got him on, they got him on, uh, what is it? Fuck. You know how I don't get sleep? Oh, I can't remember something that I just read five minutes ago. They got him on the child support, $161,000. I mean, yeah, but you got to pay that. I mean, that's just that doesn't mean going to jail. I mean, he could. He could. I mean, but then when he's a dumbass, they may bail him out saying, like, you got to be worried with the Catholic Church. No, those still, no, you turn on our black icons. Can we stop that? Yeah, but can we stop the black icon thing? I'll get that later. But wait, what's the black icon thing? Everyone talks about like the turn on black icons. Like, are they saying that? People are saying that, like, when they talk about, um, um, like the, like the, like the Bill Cosby thing, the R. Kelly thing. Oh, we're still using that argument. Like, I'm like, (laughs) my thing is like, black. I thought we were over that. Black people in the entertainment industry is like, you're acting like we don't have many icons to spare. Like we, like we we don't need these problematic people to. And we can have, we can lose them and still have our stamp in the industry. Yeah, not to mention the fact that they got Harvey Weinstein the fuck out of here. Right. It's like we're talking about a guy who had an enormous amount of power in Hollywood. Right. And they were just like, nah. Right. You got to go now. It's though. like like your time is done. You turn on our black icons. It's like like I I'm like because even with the um with the Michael Jackson stuff that's happening now, it's like they're acting like. Yeah, I act like Princeton exists in the same time that he existed. For real. A whole other icon. Prince of, won. Clearly. And, but he's still there. Still got his music. Right. Still got Purple Lane. It ages way better, too, for me, honestly. Still got Under the Cherry Moon. Saying. So it's like, we talk about what's turning on our black icons. Like, we have, like, we, we in this entertainment shit, like, we out cheer. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, the icon shit, because we have... Many people out here like, can you tear down the mountains with a wrecking ball? Ooh, that's a bar. Can you dra- can you drain that that ocean with a straw? Like you talk about tearing down icons, like we out here. That's a bar. 
Those are two bars right there, man. I'm just saying, like, we are out here. Mm-hmm. I don't understand, like, people talk about the icon shit. I'm like, we have plenty, like, we can lose the problematic ones. And we're still in this industry. Like, what are you talking about? You can cancel them. We're fine. We are good. We're good. It seems as if we are on the verge of losing another icon. That's fine. Did you watch Leaving Neverland? I did. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts? It was a it was a rough watch. It was. Um, they were. I feel like this was better. Not I feel. That's not even. This was better produced than the R. Kelly documentary. It was like in terms of like the cinematography. Yes. And everything. Yes. It definitely was like it was. It was definitely. Um, it was cleaner. They had the clips of old Michael Jackson hanging out with uh, the boys. You know, just being Michael Jackson. You know, like right. dancing on the stage, photo shoots, all that kind of stuff, and. I don't know if you felt this way, but if you didn't know what the movie was about, the first half of part one would have been like the coolest story ever. Yeah. It's like Michael Jackson picks these kids from out of obscurity. Mm-hmm. He takes them on the road with him. He introduces their family to like this amazing life that they couldn't have dreamt of in their wildest dreams. Yeah. And then it takes a hard left. Hard left, like hard left into like the mailbox. Why is it that we continuously try to make this into an argument between he didn't do it or he did do it as a as fans? Because you know this has been something that has been talked about for decades now. Like you saw that interview long time ago where Michael said that he slept in the bed with boys Mm -hmm. and that it was innocent and that the parents were okay with it and that Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with sharing your bed and all that kind of stuff. He openly admitted to doing that. Mm -hmm. And we still kind of like, well, it's weird, but you know, his music bangs and he's done so much for children and and animals around the world. Mm -hmm. So I guess we can look past it. Yeah. And then now that he's passed away, the the fans that are on his side and the family that are on his side still are very adamant that he's innocent of this these these allegations and i think that has something to do with him not being here to be able to defend himself anymore yeah definitely it does but why is this still like such a fight between people like why? Like why can't we just take this movie, take Wade Robinson experience experience with it, and um, I forget the other guy's name, Dave, James, James Savechuck, James Savechuck. Why can't we take their experiences as what they are, and that, except that Michael is like maybe like he has multi faces. Like, maybe he can be the greatest entertainer we've ever known. And maybe he can be a great ambassador and, and philanthropist for children and animals and stuff like that. But he's also a monster to these two people. Like, he can be two things. Yeah, he can. 
And I, I think I walked into this. I walked into this like documentary right because ready to cancel Michael Jackson because everyone's saying it's like it was just like surviving R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that's that was the comparison I got when I walked into and watching it. And I was like ready to go into it and just. How big of a Michael Jackson fan were you as a kid? Um, as a kid, it was bigger. But as I got older, it kind of waned off. Like wow. honest, honestly, his music didn't age that well to me. Honestly, and I, he was always like kind of problematic to me because I just thought that after okay after the first accusation that happened, it's like I felt like if you didn't do these things, you would have taken measures to like make sure it didn't happen again. You know, you can't do the same shit and just like. Cause if it was me, if I were, if I were Michael Jackson and it happened to me, like even though I love kids, I'd be stiff arming the fuck out of kids. Like, true, Michael, Michael, I'd stiff arm, watch that little bitch. Like, I'd have been just like, I'm not being around any kids in anything. Like, I'd probably have surveillance in my home, or just like I just wouldn't. I mean, I could love kids and just not have them in the bed with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could just leave that part out. You know what I'm saying? Like, but listening to what R. Kelly's former lawyer just said, when you beat a charge like that. Maybe you feel a little bulletproof after that. I mean, you do, and you, you do, but like the thing is, like, and that and, I, and that was my always my issue with him. Is like even as a, even when I was younger and processing what was going on, I was like, he's really fuck with these kids a lot. Like, I don't know why you used to fuck with these kids if all that just went down. Because like I'm saying, like if it was me, and even though I, like you can love you can love children and not and leave that part out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can you can you can love kids. You still support kids. You can still give to charity, something like that. You could just not have them in the bed with you. So you were ready to cancel them. I really was. I really was. I think that I watched in the documentary, ready to cancel them. But I felt like this documentary was just, to me, it looked better than the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. But what, there are, what that documentary had that this one did not have was receipts. The Surviving R. Kelly had receipts. They were just like... Okay. They they were just like. What do you mean by receipts? I mean that they had like they had just like documents, documentation of tape. They talked to everyone. They talked to everyone about what was going on, and like everyone in the circle, like his family members, right? Former teachers, yeah. Law enforcement, the management, management, like people that are in the circle and the victims. Right. So it wasn't just like a one side story. It was a complete picture of what was going on all around R. Kelly. Now, I feel like with this documentary that was going on with the Leaving Neverland, it's just like it was so one sided. Like, you can't, because the thing is, like, it, it fucked me too. Because even when, even they said, like, when they were brought to court to what they say lie for Michael Jackson, that the argument that was used a lot was that everyone's out for money, right? Mm hmm. And the thing is, like, at the end of part two, they talk about how they both, Safe Chuck and Robinson, had, like, $1.62 billion settlement against Michael Jackson. So I'm like, if you're out for the truth, why would, and you know this argument is used against everyone else that's going after him, why would you put that, why would you go out for money against him if you're looking for the truth? It's so problematic to me. I'm not saying that they're lying, but I'm saying, like, it's a problematic documentary. So, like, because yeah. I went in, I went in on the fence, and I left on the fence. Because it's like I don't know what to believe. And I still don't know what to believe. So this yeah. is like I, I feel like if you believed that he molested girls, molested little boys, and you watch the documentary, you leave with the same thought. But if you walked in thinking that he didn't, you leave with the same thought because it's so problematic. And Wade Robson was also such a problematic figure throughout his entire career 
the, and they just kind of like left details out of his life that I thought were very important to the documentary. Like for instance, he dated um, Michael Jackson's niece for like seven years, and that was never mentioned in the documentary. It's like that's kind of important. Like yeah, he was very. I mean, he was very close with the family. Yeah, he and 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 it made it seem like Wade Robson made it seem like he was just thrown away. But I'm like, your access to Michael Jackson got you a lot of the start that you got. Like, it got you a lot of access you got. And on top of that, it's like, they made it seem like Michael Jackson tore their, tore their family apart. But you moved him out. Like, you moved out to, from Australia to to LA. It's for his career. Like, you're making it seem like Michael Jackson made you come out there and he just threw you away. Mm-hmm. But you actually, but Wade Robson got on because of Michael Jackson. Like, a lot. So I yeah. so they made it seem like it was very one sided to me, and they made it and they, they kind of like left they kind of conveniently left parts out of it. I think that the family is producing a sort of like a response documentary to this. They probably are, and they, and they and and, that, and that's another part too because the thing is like one thing that the that the that Michael Jackson's lawyers. And I don't know if they're just like really good at their job because I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not saying that Michael Jackson is innocent. I don't want to make it seem like I'm out here just caping for Michael Jackson. I'm not. I I still don't know. And I went this to this document hoping that I would get like a smoking gun or some answers or I can like lean one way or another. And I didn't get that. And now that's my issue because I I hope that I can get that. And may, people may seem like it was going to be that, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that at all to me. Right. So like I I left. I want. I walked in like I walked in kind of the same way like i came out the same way i walked in i meant right like and the thing that about the lawyers and every case that um or every case or accusation that goes against michael jackson is that there's always a payout there's always a payout someone's always getting paid like with r kelly it's not the same thing like not everyone's getting paid there didn't michael jackson end up paying something around 25 million for that second allegation i think so that's crazy. So I'm saying, like, someone's always getting a paycheck. So like, when they make that, when they make their argument that everyone's in it for money, it's hard to argue that when everyone walks out with a paycheck. And it really does. And like, this is gonna sound so shitty because of like the context of it. But when Bill Cosby's accusers came forth, there was a line of women standing behind them to say, "Yeah, same." Mm-hmm. When R. Kelly's accusers came forth. I mean, there's a line of women standing behind them to say, yeah, the same thing happened to me. With this situation, gosh, I don't even feel comfortable saying it, but it is only two of them. And for as long as Michael's career was, you would think just by the numbers, there would be some other people to come forward to. Now, listen, listen. There's also, you also have to factor in that sometimes they feel a certain level of shame yeah, definitely. in that. Definitely. And they will go as far as to protect their abuser in order to protect themselves from reliving yeah. what happened. Right. So that's not to say that there aren't other men out there who have experienced the same thing that these two guys did and, and, Leaving Neverland, right? But they just aren't coming forward because they are protecting themselves. Yeah, I'm not like I'm, I don't want to make it seem like I'm calling them liars, because like I'm, I, they seem very credible. Like I think that James Safechuck especially seemed very credible in his what in his like 
what he was saying. What the 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 consensus is that he's the one that's truly broken by this. Right. And I don't want to make I don't want to say that they're lying because I don't I don't think I don't I'm not in a place to say that they're liars. My thing is just as I'm just creating a documentary and as a documentary I feel like they could have done a better job in fortifying their testimony. Yeah. I I think that they I think that the, the, the documentary failed them. If they if they are telling the truth, I think the documentary failed them in that sense cuz like think you could have gone to more channels and done more work to get this to be to to get them to seem more believable because I think it cuz it feels kind of like an emotional it's it like it's like made for an emotional response which mm-hmm. it got. And the stuff was very hard to hear. But I mean, this to me is just I walked in while I I I, I was skeptical walking in. I'm just after walking out. Like, I don't, I still don't know. Like, there's still a lot of doubt there. Cause I thought, cause I felt like they purposely left a lot of things out that they didn't really address. And yeah. they could have addressed and they just didn't. Yeah. I, I got the feeling that this is only like the very beginning for this. Right. For as long as we've known about the, the weirdness going on with Michael Jackson, this is certainly the first time I feel like it's really, um, important to find out the truth it definitely is whereas before you know i think it was 93 when he first got accused of something i can't i can tell you i remember he was on the tv like he bought out airtime Mm -hmm. to sort of talk to the nation and say like this is what they're doing to me like it was very weird it was was very like he, he got out in front of it yeah um and I feel like because he got out in front of it like that, a lot of people were just like, oh, we'll see, he he didn't do it because why would he feel so strongly about it? Right. Now that he's not here, now that we don't get to really hear his side of the case, and now that the family is so fired up because of this, I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot more, a whole lot more. back and forth. Yeah, definitely. Because like, like, that's, that's the thing. It's like if this documentary had told a, 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 a more dual-sided story, then they wouldn't. Then like the, his family couldn't come up with the defense, because like they would have touched on these topics already. You know, you could have touched these topics, and you could have touched these topics and like fortified their claims. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this documentary did a poor job of that. I feel like they just kind of wanted to get the they they got like their story out emotionally, and they had like a lot of bad shops of L.A. A lot of stuff like it was very like it was very like emotional. It like got a response out, but I feel like as far as the facts go, and as far as like making sure that the facts were, um, you know, well documented, they did a poor job of that. Yeah. So it'll be um it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. I for one am really just sad about all of this stuff now. Same. Like, like I've gotten to the point where, um. You know, first it was shocking, then it was angry. I was angry about it, and now I'm just exhausted because just hearing about it is just. I just gotta, I'm just I'm just accept it because like my I I think that what I'm learning from this is that you can't put people on these pedestals. That everyone's human and people are flawed. True, and it's like you can't expect more from people. So I'm not in a, I'm not in a position where I can say that he didn't do these things. I haven't been at a point where I can say that he probably did. He could have done these things. Yeah, it's like I said, like he could be. He two fit, different things. He, he fits all the patterns. Things. Like I mean, he was a, he was he was an abused child. He had a weird, he had a awkward upbringing. Um, 
and and like he had a weird childhood like he's definitely stunted development he's he's stunted developmentally surely mm-hmm. so it's just like and he had erratic behavior with children sure so i mean all he like all the boxes are checked yeah so i i i can't be someone to say that he can have done these things because like every sign that he could have done it is there right but at the same time it's just like every every um witness has come through has been somewhat problematic and that's kind of like the issue i wish and i wish it weren't that way i wish that there were just someone i wish that there wasn't someone like wade robson that that to get behind to like tell the story because like he if you go through his backstory he is hella problematic yeah in terms of like his his association with the um with the jackson estate i'm sure all that will come out soon yeah Every hero needs a villain. That would be a hero without it. You're my hero. Your villain are anti-vaxxers. They are. But as it turns out, in your shadow arises a new hero. <laughs> Dateline! Teen gets vaccinated despite parents' concerns. I was doing it for my safety and the safety of others. Ethan uh, Ethan Lindenberger grew up thinking that not being vaccinated was normal. Now 18, the Ohio resident never got a flu shot or the measles, mumps, and rubella. Is that how you say that? Rubella? Rubella. He never got those vaccines as a boy. He never had the experience of going to the pediatrician, getting pricked in the arm with a needle, and then receiving a lollipop or an ice cream, cream cone afterward. Or just you, screaming for like two hours, because literally, I, I've had people do that. But right, like, relax. I give them a shot. They give you ice cream? I ain't got no fucking ice cream. I've never we got have, ice cream. We do have lollipops, so that's for real. Yeah, I've never gotten ice cream. No, nah, I know ice cream. Quote, I had grown up with my mom being very staunch and open about her position against vaccines, Lindenberger told CNN's John Berman on Anderson Cooper's Full Circle. As I became a teenager and looked into it, I decided that the evidence supported vaccines by and large and that the evidence that they cause autism and brain damage and other misinformed statements weren't true. As soon as Lindenberger became a legal adult, he said he decided to get vaccinated despite his parents' objections. Once I turned 18, I said, you know, even though we disagree, still I'm going to pursue vaccinations, he said. In a popular Reddit post in November, he sought information about how to get his first vaccines. The post begins with, my parents think vaccines are some kind of government scheme and goes on to ask where he can go to get certain vaccinations. About a month later, the post was updated to announce that he got his vaccines. Quote, I grew up not knowing that you could go to the health department and get a shot in your shoulder, in your upper arm for a bunch of really big diseases that could have a lot of really bad side effects and a lot of bad implications. So I turned to Reddit and said, where do I go to get vaccinated? And so through that, I got some good answers. Look at that. The Internet. Like that kid, man. As a child, Lindenberg said, Lindenberger said he had the flu but never contracted chickenpox and measles or similar diseases for which he could have been immunized. Immunized? Immunized. 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 (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it goes on for a long time and I don't feel like reading anymore. So look at that. Kid taking the initiative. And kid's got spunk. And saying saying fuck his parents. Basically. Yeah, like... No, I... He's 18. Do what he wants. 18 years old. It's his body. He can do what he wants. And just did the research. Yeah. Did the research and sought out information from 
a he crowdsourced he information. Just, yeah, like he just he didn't even it wasn't like I'm going against my kind going against my parents. He was just like I just want to read more about the situation and make an informed decision. Well, it looked like he was thinking about others. That too. As opposed to just thinking about himself. That too. What is so I assume at some point you're gonna have kids. Yeah. What does Ed do? Father Ed now. What does he do if his child encounters another child who is unvaccinated? Mm, does he go straight to the source? Or does he just tell his kid, hey, stay away from that kid? It's the, hard to stay away from the kid because... Do you confront the parents? That's what I really want to know. Probably, to the shits. Probably, yeah. I do. What do you say? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, like, no, no, no. Let's, let's play this out, okay? All right. I'm an anti-vaxxer. I'm an anti-vaxxer dad. I'm chilling at home. I'm doing my anti-vaxxer thing, right? You come knocking on the door. Oh, hello. Can you're, I help you, sir? You're in da- Yeah, no. I just want to know why you're endangering my child. I'm sorry? I want to know why you're endangering my child. I don't know what you're talking about. Your kid is walking around like a fucking petri dish just with all these bacteria. Excuse you, sir. No, excuse you. Excuse you. No, excuse you. A petri dish? A petri dish. How dare you? A fucking petri dish. How dare you? How dare you? I treat my kid with essential oils. Fuck you and your essential oils. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I never. You had... Just get a, give the kid a fucking shot. I will not. I'll, I'll be back here again. I will. <laughs> Honey? <laughs> Call the police. There's an abrasive black man at our front door. And then I go to jail forever. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You have to plan this out. We can't lose you, man. We can't lose you to as an anti-vaxxer. Like, you put me in a situation. Like, I will probably, like, you, you just threw me in there. I mean, you got to, you got to, that's what what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to mentally prepare you for, for what might happen. I just, I skipped like several scenes and just went, I was like, you went straight to, you went straight to, I was a doorstep doorstep, though. Like you went, like, where else would you go? Like, how was he going to hit him up on Facebook? I don't know. Like I probably see him at a school meeting or something like that. Okay. All right. Let's do that one. Let's do, let's do this one. Okay. Uh, we're at a function. We're at like a PTA meet. No, we're at a spaghetti. spaghetti Well, it it wouldn't even be that. It'd be like, I think, cause I'm sure that the kid didn't get vaccinated. And I don't know, cause well, the thing is, like, if your kids not vaccinated, they're not gonna let them in school. Is that true? Yeah, they keep, they don't let you in school. Like, they don't want they don't want the shit on them. I remember I had a kid that came to um to my pharmacy because the because the school let them let her in because he wasn't vaccinated. It's like they won't let you in because like they don't want that liability. Is that like from first grade on, or is that like? I think it's I don't I don't know if it's, I don't know what grade it's on, but it's like. Most districts aren't playing that shit. Like they're not oh. gonna let your kid come in and like be infecting the whole school with that shit. Like they don't want that's that because they become liable. That's interesting. I didn't so know yeah, that. no, they're like if you don't have like a vaccine record, you're not letting. They're not giving you class. Like all right, no. so let's say we're at the park. Let's say we're at the jungle gym, right? I got my kid mm-hmm. unvaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. He's just he's just he's just running around here with a red rash on his face. We leaving. But you don't know that yet. I see you. We leaving. So you're not gonna you're not gonna approach nope. me. Get you're, not even, you're not even gonna get in my face. I'm grabbing my kid. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Nope. Well, let's say uh, let's say we're at we're, we'll say we're at the local tofu shop. Use that kid away from me. No, we're at the tofu shop. Now. Tofu shop. We walk in, which Ching-ling. I would which I would never be in. But go on. Chingling. Fucking tofu tofu shop. Oh, a shop of tofu. Hey hey hey, Jimmy, do you want a, a tofu Sunday? 
don't know. I that don't know sounds it, miserable. I'm saying though, this is in the future. Like we don't know what the future. Wow, is. like wow, I'll be the great thing with tofu though. A make tofu a Sunday out of tofu. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. That is. Not- <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'd be able to get it down with my uh, my my biological system being as as weak and vulnerable as it is? Well, I don't know, Jimmy, but we're gonna rub some essential oils on your forehead and hope for the best. They're <laughs> really fucking with essential oils a lot in this one. I mean, I don't know what they use. I don't know what they are. What are they, what else do they use? Like? I have um, I don't know. Aloe vera, alpha leaves, aloe vera. I guess spinach, kale. Yeah, they run. They they you put a, a leaf of kale in your shoes, yeah, and all the oils <laughs> seep in through your feet, and it travels up through your brain. Um, so we're at we're at the tofu shop, right? Tofu shop and, with and, kale in your shoes. Yeah, and we're behind you, and you hear us talking about this, and you you, you turn around and you say what? Um, and you recognize me because you see you see me at the park, right? You're like, oh, that's a fucking measle kid. That's how much kid don't breathe. Yeah, don't Yo, breathe. Don't breathe, son. Don't breathe. Oh, daughter, like just don't breathe. Don't breathe, daughter. No, come on, like tell me. Like what are you like what are you gonna do? Like what are you gonna you get in my face? You gonna talk some shit? The thing is like I'm not gonna get in your face because I'm not I can't teach you anything. I'm because the thing is like they're like this kid that found this information, the information's out there for you. And that's why that's why the story stuck out to me. Shout out to my sister again. She wants to produce her credit because she's giving me she keep giving me stories. Yeah, we gotta give credits on this on this episode. So yeah, give so, your give your sister an, an EP yeah, credit right now. Eugenia is her name. She gave me she gave me the story. We're so, not getting paid, so we can't pay you. Yeah, yet. so like you get the producer credit, so you get all the dollars. You get a percentage of the dollars I get, which is zero. If you get so us you a sponsor, get, though, so you're getting zero dollars. You're getting a percentage of my zero, so you get zero. Find us a sponsor, and but, we can break you off some. Shout out to you. Yeah, you, you definitely get the producer credit. Shout out to Casey Como for uh, giving us some uh, for being our musical director this week. Oh, word. Yeah, he's gonna. He he gave me, dude. I said. I was like, "Hey, man, get, tell, give me some tracks so that I can put them on at the end of the episode for our anchor listeners." And he proceeded to send me forty songs. <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, we do, we're, we're doing one show this week. Like, you give me enough for the rest of the year." Forty. You got to relax. But anyway, shout out to you, Casey. Thanks for the music. Uh, but you can stop now. He said forty Um, okay, so you're not going to approach any anti-vaxxers because you feel like you'd be wasting your time. It's a waste of breath, dude. Like, it really is because the information's out, out there for you and me yelling at your face in a tofu shop is not going to make you... Like, but wouldn't it make you feel better? Wouldn't it make you feel like you did something? No, it wouldn't. It'd be I'd be wasting my time just getting mad to someone who's not going to receive any of it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know what to do, man. Like... I I feel like we're seeing more anti-vax and the repercussions of anti-vaxxer stories every day. Like I just saw a story about some kid that went to Costa Rica that wasn't vaccinated and he like he had something on him. Could have wiped out the whole island. Some weird shit, man. It's always something. It is. It is. So I just gotta relax, man. Shout out with that shout out to the shout out to that kid though. Like, shout out that, to that kid. Man, like he just he just, hey guys, he like I'm doing research, because the thing is like he had no frame of reference to be like, oh, this is the right way to do things. He just was like, I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. I just want to forget about it. And he's like, oh, my my parents were allowed wrong. Let me just do it going this way. Like it's it's that simple. Like just go and find the truth. Like go go and find the truth and make up your own mind. Don't try and like do things that someone else tells you to do, or try and find things to fortify what you think may be wrong. Yeah. So like that's why I think that story was set out to me because like it's not the fact that he got vac- he got vaccinated, it's the fact that he went 
even though he had no frame of reference because like his parents were telling him vaccines are evil. Yeah, so his, he, vac- his parents were basically saying, fuck those kids. Right. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to shine. He, he didn't even go on saying, like, I'm going to get vaccines. He's like, I just want to educate myself on this issue. And he educated himself on the issue. He got, the, he, he got, he, he made his own research and said, like, this is the decision I want to make. And he got vaccinated. Shout out to him. Yeah. Speaking of adults telling kids to go fuck themselves. Dateline. Bus driver flips off students, tells kids to go fuck yourselves before abandoning school bus at gas station. That's a great way to quit a job. That's my headline so far of the year. That's a great way to quit a job, though. Like, if you're going to quit a job, that's... I I think we should have, like, awards at the end of the day. Like, best way to quit a job, that's... What state do you think that this took place in? Vermont. You're so close. Oh, wait. Did you read it? I didn't read it. Oh, but you're close. I... <laughs> a Pennsylvania school bus. Damn, I was really close. <laughs> his f- driver is facing a slew of charges after she allegedly drove the vehicle erratically and flipped off students while telling them to go fuck yourselves before abandoning them at a gas station. Yeah. Last week, Lorianne Mankos was driving a middle school and high school students home when some of the kids noticed the driver wasn't following her usual route and appeared to be agitated. The major thing on a ride that threw everybody off was when there was a right-hand turn and she took it. She was going too fast. Student Mason Persiani told WFMZ News. She ended up being halfway into the opposing lane of traffic. That was probably the scariest point of the ride, and at the point my heart was racing. I was pretty nervous. The news station obtained video footage uh, from the students on the bus. Call the school. This is not even funny, one female student said on the video. Pull over. Persiani told WFMZ News that the driver refused to pull the bus over. She told us to go fuck ourselves uh, and flipped us off, you know, stuck her hand in the air and flipped us off. The bus driver is then heard in the video asking the students that they wanted her to stop the bus. Do you want if I pulled over and called everybody's parents to pick them up? The driver asked. Yes, the students replied. (laughs) The driver eventually parked at a Sunoco gas station, handed the keys to the gas station employee and walked away from the scene. Um, so th- I think that I might be on the side of the kids with this one. This is one of those issue, situations where I need to hear what happened from the bus driver. I would like to see the video. Yo, I didn't see what happened to the bus driver because I've been on many school buses. And honestly, I can say that some of y'all bus drivers don't get paid enough for this bullshit I have to deal with. That's true. I'm just, I'm just say that. I don't know how. I don't know. I need to hear her side because. But there's also some drivers that have no business sitting behind the wheel. Also true. This so, is one. I mean, of, this this could be one of. Either. This is what happens when you have a one sided story. Yep. Which is what I'm saying. Like we heard from the kids, but them kids, like when you have a camera in their face, you'd be like, I don't know what happened. This is. They could have been in there just like hitting there with shit. First of Fighting all, in the back of this school bus, people in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvanians, full of shit, all of them, the so, entire state. So there you go. Tell them I said it. There you go. Second of all, we know that kids, when they are middle school, high school, right, unsupervised, middle school and high school, and they outnumber the adults, middle school and high school, in middle school and high worst school, of the fucking worst, are literally the worst people on the planet. Jesus Christ, they are the worst people. Right. So. I'm on the fence on this one, dog. I may be on the kid's side with I'm this. I'm on the fence, dog. But I'm, 
I don't know. I, I'm totally on the fucking fence. I don't know. Because I'm sure that she had to deal with some middle school and high school. She she had to deal with some shit. Oh, dude. Yes. Some shit. Like, and like I said, Pennsylvania, scum of the earth. I'm not. like I, I Alabama on its side. <laughs> I, I, and I can't act like I'm better than her because I pretty... I don't know what I did in the situation because she probably was just like, because we only heard one side. We don't know who knows what happened. She probably took like, a fight in the back of the bus. She probably got like a hit with like a straight jab. Dude, yeah. Some kids could have been finger banging in the back. Like you never know what is going on. Like you're I, liable for all that shit too. That's what I'm saying. So and think about how fed up you had to be at your job. She said like, do you want me to pull the bus over and, and call your parents? They said, yeah. She's like, cool. All right, fine. Pull the shit over. I gave the keys to the gas station attendant. I don't just, need this job. <laughs> Call an Uber like fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. God dude. damn. Like to to walk out on a job like that, like I need to hear both sides. You gotta dog. be fed up. I gotta hear both sides, dog. Yeah. I can't be like, oh, I'm with the kids. I don't know about you that. You might have swayed me. I think I might be on her side. I'm now. just saying, I don't I'm on the fence. Cause like she could have been just like just a shit person and just like I don't know, <laughs> she may have just had a bad day. But at the same time, she could have dealt with like a lot of shit that day. I need to hear both sides. Cause I know that like middle school, high school kids are just the fucking worst. They are the fucking worst. God damn. She was charged with child endangerment, driving under the influence, and careless and reckless driving. Oh, she was drunk, too. It could be. I mean, so yeah. So, I mean, even still, it's like, who knows? I need to hear both sides. Got to hear both sides. Like, how drunk was she? <laughs> Want to see a video. I really, and I mean, if we're talking about, like, dealing with high school students and middle school students, getting a little taste before your shift, probably not the biggest crime. You might need it. You might need They're the it. fucking worst. They really are terrible. They're the fucking worst. They're terrible. I hate me. I think about myself back when I was, you know, 13, 14, 15. I was, I was a fucking rat. I'm like, I'm, I like wonder why my mom didn't throw me away. Just leave me somewhere. Just exchange me for another kid. Like, just, just like, say, I don't know where, I don't know what happened to you. Trade me in for a better model because I was trash, dude. I, it's the same. Same. I'm really not any better, but. I mean, I'm a, uh, I mean, I'm I'm better financially, but <laughs> personality wise, still the same I, Same shit, same shit, yeah. same dick. <laughs> okay, all right. So I've decided that we are no longer going to call the ending segment Edstradamus. I haven't given like any of like for like four or five. I, it's but this is what this is why we need to call it. We're not going to try to predict the future anymore. Yeah, we don't. Instead, know we're just going to educate you. I mean, it was sitting right there. It Why was right there. It Why was didn't like, we fucking? It was like that? right in the middle shelf. We're so stupid. In the middle shelf. In the like fr- right by the fucking Fruit Loops. There's a fucking sign pointing towards it. Right. It had a coupon like thirty percent off of the shit. Like it was right fucking there. Missed it the whole We're time. We're terrible. Trash. Fuck. So with that being said, drop some knowledge on us. Educate us. Um. Do you not have anything prepared? Have anything prepared? I could, oh I could just let them fly. What the hell, man? I just gave you this huge setup. You just like you. I, know, I did just drop it on you though. You like just like the fucking um. I'm trash. The R. Kelly thing, like goddamn. Yeah, I'm trash. I'm not. Wow. Gonna, I'm not gonna admit. No, that. I'm the, not. no, the first no, the R. Kelly thing that was that. I say what you, I saw what you did there. That was good. Like the R. Kelly thing that like, you had to drop that. I mean, that was that was great. I thought that was kind of funny. That was great. It was. <laughs> it was. I needed that. I think it's weird that people care about like sexuality as much as they do because it's like. I don't think that who people's fucks anyone else's business, but we put so much like weight on it in terms of like if this person's gay or straight, but who they fuck is in your, if, if they're not fucking you, it's none of your business anyway. Even if they are fucking you. 
It's kind of, I mean, it's your business if they are fucking you, but if they're not, it's like, why do you care? Yeah. Because I think at this point in our lives, we know that being gay or straight or trans doesn't say anything else about your personality besides who you want to be, who you want to go to bed with. It says something about your morals. We really got to. We really got to change the narrative on that with some people. Right. Like, like, it didn't say how masculine you are or how feminine you are or what choices you'll make in terms of, like, outside of what you who you want to lay with. You trying to tell somebody what they aren't and what they are is a dick move. Right. Like, you, as you, trying to validate someone else's person right. is a dick move. And based on that itself, based on that one part of them, like saying if if you're if you're gay, you do this, or if you're trans, you're this person. If you're born with a dick, then you're a boy. Um, okay, like that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah, because like I'm, I think someone asked the questions like um, someone asked me questions like you know about someone like getting a gender reassignment, and I was like, and they they were just like discussed about. I was like. And they were a girl, and I was like, "Imagine one day if you woke up and you just had a dick, like you like t- today you were you have a vagina, and tomorrow you wake up with a dick. Mm-hmm. Imagine what that would be like. Yeah, like it, like do, would you feel right in that body? Right. Like, I don't know if this is the right way to look at it, but this is how I see it. It's just like no. I mean, I think it's it's perfectly fine. I mean, it's like why would you like why if someone and I imagine someone else having that existence for their entire life? Here's the other thing. So I don't think it's I don't think it's out of bounds to make trans jokes. As long as you know enough about trans people to know what trans people find funny. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason why Gary Owens can make jokes about black people is because he's dating a black girl and he is like he experiences black culture. It's like he has like a like like a visa. Right. (laughs) Like he like he like he goes to black church. And he can tell you what's funny about black church because he sees what is funny to black people about uh, black church. Yeah. Like if a straight cis, you know, whatever, neutral, I don't know what the terminology is. I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. But if a person is making a joke about trans people at the expense of trans people and trans people are like, that's not funny, then it's it's not funny. It's not funny. It doesn't work. Right. But if a trans person will say, like, this is what's funny about being trans. And then a straight person can make that joke, then that's like a different yeah. level of comedy. Yeah. Like then you get it. it. It's like something turns on. It's be validated. So like, that's the difference. The, no, you yeah. have to be able to relate to people. Yeah, and the only way to do that is to get in touch with them and talk to them, and then exactly. bring them into your circle. Yes. So yes, stop. So stop not doing that. Start right. doing that, and stop not doing because that. they're people. They're just people. Like don't make them. Don't make them any more than. Don't make them any more than that. Don't make. Don't make. Um. Like if you mean a trans person, don't make it. Don't call them it. Don't make them an experiment. Jesus don't Christ, make them. Don't call them fucking it. Don't make them an experiment. Don't call them it. Don't like, be. A, God, don't be a that's dick. That's the worst thing. Just don't be a dick. Like really. Like every episode could end with us just saying, "Don't be a dick." But we have to break this down. We have to for specify. You. We have what to mean? specify for it. On how not to be a dick. God, don't call them it. Like, that's just the worst. Like, Stop it. Just because they're something you don't understand doesn't mean that they don't have a father and a mother and people that love them. Don't call them it. God, that's just the... that's To me, that's honestly disgusting. That's yeah. disgusting. Y'all need to stop. And yeah. when we say y'all, y'all know who we're talking about. You know who All you right. are. All right. 
good episode. Way to podcast. Way to download the shit out of this episode. You HTTP the shit out of this episode. HTTP the shit out of it. Uh, don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, like, share. I got um I got an iPhone now, so I'm gonna download iTunes and I'm gonna start leaving reviews on all of our friends' podcasts, <laughs> so that they are feel obligated and guilty about doing the same for us. It's <laughs> a good strategy. It's always something in it for us. It's a good strategy. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Right. See you next week.